Welcome to News Kids. My name is Rose Simington Mills and I'm presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week we will be talking about SpaceX, tornadoes, International Women's Day, Brexit and about the life of Andre Previn who died recently. Zara and I will also be discussing our favourite famous women from history and what it would be like to go on holiday to space. Hello, my name is Zara. This week it was International Women's Day on 8th of March. People do not always treat women equally to men. In the olden days, women could not even vote and all sorts of silly reasons were given why women should not vote. Some men said that women's brains were far too small to handle voting. Imagine! So this is a day that focuses on women's rights. A new statue has been installed in London to coincide with Women's Day. A bronze statue of a defiant girl has been installed in Paternoster Square in London and will be there until June this year. Paternoster Square is an area where there are lots of banks and companies. The statue is called Fearless Girl. It is a reminder to the companies and banks that women can do everything that men can. As it is International Women's Day, Rose and I are going to have a look at great women who changed the world. We've used Kate Panhurst's book, Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World. Rose, who have you chosen to talk about? Agent Fifi. Real name, Marie Christine Chilver. Facts, during World War Two. In 1940, 20-year-old Marie was a university student studying languages in Paris, France. Germany invaded and Marie was sent to a prison camp for British women, but Marie hatched a cunning plan and escaped back to Britain. The government was impressed by how daring Marie had been. She was given a secret identity and and a very important job to do. Trainee spies had to pass tests in map reading, secret codes, parachuting, explosives and disguises. But Agent Fifi's test was by far the most difficult. Keeping secrets from the enemy was so important that Agent Fifi had to promise never to talk about her job, not even to her family. Even after the war was won, nobody knew about her remarkable job. Very recently... After more than 70 years, Fifi's files were made public. It's now no secret what an amazing undercover agent Fifi was. I'm going to do Anne Frank. During World War II, Anne Frank, a girl who dreamed of becoming, of becoming a writer, had to go into hiding with her family. The war meant life was very unsafe for Jewish people. Like the Franks, because they were persecuted by the Nazi party, this meant that Jews were treated unfairly and sent to prison camps. Even though they had done nothing wrong, the Franks hid in a secret annex at a few, a few concealed rooms in the factory Anne's father ran before the war. They couldn't take many possessions with them, but Anne made sure she took her diary. Anne poured out all her hopes, frustrations and fears into her diary.
After two years, everyone living in the annex was discovered and sent to prison camps. Tragically, only Anne's father survived the war. As a tribute to his amazing daughter, Otto Frank published Anne's diary. It's the book considered to be one of the most important in history. Now for another story about SpaceX. This week was an exciting week in space. A company called SpaceX in America, working with NASA, the American Space Agency, successfully launched a test rocket. The rocket is called Falcon 9, and once it reached the Earth's orbit, which means the edge of the Earth's atmosphere, the rocket detached the space capsule and then it returned to the Earth. The capsule is called True Dragon and once it was released continued to travel to the International Space Station and arrive safely there. The flight was a demonstration and there were no astronauts on board. The only person on board was not really a person at all. He was a dummy called Ripley. He wore a spacesuit and was covered with sensors so scientists on Earth can understand more about whether it, it's safe for humans to travel in a rocket. I hope Ripley makes it back to Earth, okay? Ripley took with him a teddy, but it wasn't really a teddy. It was a soft toy in the shape of the world, and it had hidden inside a computer, which can help give scientists information about space. I wish my teddy could do that. If this trip is a success, the rocket may take two NASA astronauts called Doug and Bob to the International Space Station later this year. In the future, the man who started the company SpaceX, who is called Elon Musk, has said he wants to take people on holiday to space. This is called space tourism. It means taking people into space who are not professional astronauts just to experience what it's like. Elon Musk has lots of ideas for the future. What do you think? Would you want to be an astronaut or go on holiday to space? The future is exciting. I can't wait to see what happens. Why do you think some people would want to go on holiday to space? I was thinking they might because it's a great opportunity to see the outside of the world and you don't often get to do that, don't you, Zara? What, think, what do you think you would do? Go to another planet or maybe explore the moon or something? I'd probably explore the moon. Yeah, that sounds like the best thing to do. Do you think there's a supermarket in space? I don't really think so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there is. But there is, I know there is something called a space hotel where you can stay in space. Yeah. It's like a space station, but it's more like a hotel. In space, you'd have to eat freeze-dried food. Well, do you think that would taste nice? No, because freeze and then dry might be a little bit too much, and also it might not taste nice. I don't go bad. Yeah, on the 12-day journey. What would you miss about Earth if you went on holiday to space? That I'd eat proper food. I would miss my family and also my house. What sports do you think we could play on the moon? None? I think none. Air hockey. Air hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Air 
Electoral. <laughs> it's a really long journey to space and there's not much to do apart from looking out the window. So what book would you like to take with you? I would take Mastronaut. I would take the last book of Harry Potter because it's really big. I was thinking maybe number five of Harry Potter because it's like really, really thick. Yes. Yeah, that's like the thickest book. Because number five is like that. What do you think it would be like to live on space? I think it would be fun and a good experience and opportunity. It would be really exciting to to be in space, but, re- but really scary too. What would the scariest part be for you? For me, would be meeting aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. No. Scary. For me, would be if I fell out of that capsule from the rocket and I would just be floating in space. What if um, the landing or when you're taking off that everything just explodes in your day? Well, that's of course very scary. <laughs> yeah. What would you bring back from space as a souvenir? I might bring my camera and I also might take a photo of the moon. If I met a real alien, I'd take it back home with me. And you, I don't think you can do that. But they would be lovely. <laughs> no, they're not. They're going to rummage around your house. Well, then I have to get a kind alien and a sensible one. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed chatting about space. And now here's Isabella to give us an introduction to Brexit, which stands for British Exit from the European Union. The EU is made up of lots of countries who let each other go in and out and do business together. A public vote called a referendum was held on the 23rd of June 2016. More people voted to leave the day. Theresa May is our Prime Minister. She has been talking to the EU about how much we have to pay to leave and other things. This is the deal. But not all the members of Parliament agree with Theresa May's deal. The UK is due to leave on the 29th of March. But it is impossible to say if we are definitely going to leave because it is quite complicated and lots of people don't agree. And now for a story about tornadoes. This week, a place called Alabama in America was hit by a number of tornadoes, which tore down homes and killed 23 people, including children. They died after tornadoes ripped apart the houses where they were living. Another 40 people are injured and are in hospital. Residents in the area have been warned there could be more extreme weather, including tornadoes to come. I wanted to find out more about tornadoes, so I read some information on National Geographic Kids. Here's what National Geographic says about tornadoes. Tornadoes can demolish houses, flip cars, cross rivers, dig ditches and lift small objects up to 10,000 feet into the air. A tornado is a lethal combination of wind and power. Tornadoes happen all over the world, though most often in the United States. A tornado is a 
rotating column of air that stretches from a storm to the ground. To be a tornado, it must actually touch the ground. It can touch down for a few seconds or go across the earth for miles. Tornadoes usually last less than 10 minutes. Most tornadoes start from a supercell. A supercell is a rotating thunderstorm. Supercells create the deadliest tornadoes. Formation of a tornado is so complex. Scientists have yet to understand it. The destruction caused by a tornado can be catastrophic. Though scientists will never be able to stop a tornado, the more they know, the more they can keep people safe. Thank you, National Geographic, for helping me learn about tornadoes. At first, I thought tornadoes such exciting. But now I think they are dangerous and scary. If another one happens, I really hope everyone stays safe. It's Rose here, and I wanted to talk about Andre Preffin, who died on 28th February, aged 89. I was very sad to hear that he died. He was a very famous musician. He conducted orchestras, wrote film music, and played the piano brilliantly. Andre Previn was born in Germany 1929, but when he was nine years old, his family was forced to run away from Germany because he was Jewish and the Nazis hated Jews. I would feel sad if my family was forced to run away from my home. They moved to America and Andre Previn grew up in Los Angeles. He quickly found work in Hollywood writing music for well-known films. Later, he conducted a very famous orchestra in England called the London Symphony Orchestra. When he was in England, he took part in a very, 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 very funny TV show called the Morecambe and Wise Show. It became a very, very famous comedy sketch. You should try to watch it on YouTube. Someone plays the piano really badly and it's very, very, very funny. Goodbye, Andre Previn. We will miss you. That's all for this week. I really hope you enjoyed our show. Let me know what you think about our news stories. Goodbye from the news kids.